Hello. Hello. This is the Witch's Magic Murder and Mystery Podcast. And I'm Kara. I'm Megan. Hey. Here's the exciting thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Kara got this package in the mail. Unmarked. If you're on the Patreon, you've already heard about it. Yeah, it was. I immediately thought anthrax, SARS, <laughs> what a, you know. Ransom note. Ransom note bombs. Unmarked. Shrapnel. I mean, really, the fact that whoever it was that sent it didn't put any identifying information on it just like plays right into the oh yeah beauty of what it is of the contents. So it's emu feathers. <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's so good. So good. It's like so. One of our episodes early on, I mean, it's been a, it's a several back, bone pointing, bone pointing, and the warriors in that episode wore emu feathers. They wore shoes their... made out of tar and emu feathers, didn't they? I think so. These and emu so, feathers are tiny. Like how many naked emus were running around? So many, so many, so many naked emus. Naked emus. <laughs> naked emus was the name of my band in high school. Yeah, the, the naked. <laughs> The naked emus. Terra ostr. What was it? Ostrodactyl. Ostrodactyl. <laughs> Pterodactyls. No, 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 no. Velociraptor. 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 I don't. We made this joke on Patreon. I can't remember. And it, it went well. ADHD in the house. Kara just <laughs> learned today that she has ADHD. I did. And I told her, I was like, oh God, what if now? I'm not as funny. Not that. You're always be funny. <laughs> but what if you don't go off on tangents? Or what if I go off on tangents and you're like, Megan, focus. Focus. We're here doing And I'll be like, who are you? No, I still think that's And important. then like all of our reviews would change. <laughs> They'd be like, they're great. They never go off on tangents. They never go off mm-hmm. on tangents. They don't giggle as much anymore. No, I think that that's just a part of me. All of a sudden we have like a super serious podcast. You get medicated. All of a sudden physics. we're like, <clears throat> today we're being grown ups. Um, hey, we're two minutes in. This is the witches. Did we already say it? I'm Kara. <laughs> witches, magic, murder. <laughs> we did. We did. Because we, we already did the Megan Kara thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, point being, I also think now I have ADHD. <laughs> yeah. Just because you know, Kara does. I went ahead and took her through the list. Guys, don't worry. It's um. every like, question that she had for Kara. I was like, you mean that's not, not how normal people? Mm. What are you talking about? This is going to be a wild ride. I don't care. I don't want to be. I don't want to be diagnosed. I'm going to stay like this. Wild medicated ride. <laughs> You're going to be what medicated. If we're still, what if we're I'll still like this, but then like hyper-focused and functioning on things? That's going to be me. I'm already saying it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's going to be great. It's going to be lovely. <laughs> we're so good at this. If there's a huge change in the tone of the podcast. I'll stop taking my medicine. <laughs> These are the, the priorities. Sake of the podcast. Your mental health. Mm-mm. Don't worry about it. Podcast. I've functioned for 34 years without it. I will continue to function. Uh, I've got an episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a side piece. I've got a... <laughs> Do you? <laughs> People would like for it to be you. We've <laughs> talked about that. We were joking about how sometimes I'm sure when you all listen to this podcast, you're like, are they a couple? Like. <laughs> I was. I can never decide how I much got, they're joking. I got us this couples. How well do you know each other? Game, and I was like, that would be a fun Patreon video. We were like, if we do the how well do you know your significant yeah. other, people will be like, yes, I knew you it. Know it. I knew they were dating. Yeah, I was telling my oldest daughter about it, and she was like, oh, people are gonna be so excited, <laughs> so happy, <laughs> so happy. <laughs> Megan and Karen, we're so happy for you. <laughs> you finally admit it. We know we're in love, know. you guys. It's fine, it's- guys. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. Are you ready? Yep. 
for the story. Mm-hmm. This story was mm-hmm. sent in by one of our listeners. His name's Paul. Hi, Paul. And he emailed us and said, Hi, I know that you predominantly do stories about the U.S., but as a listener from Scotland... Okay, Paul, you have to send us a voice memo. I can't. Scotland (laughs) accents are the best. Go to Anchor. Uh Look us up. You can leave us a voicemail. But you have to say that your name is Rachel. That's like how it goes. You cannot leave us a voice message if your name does not start with Rachel. (laughs) As a listener from Scotland, I thought you might be interested in the story of Bessie Dunlop. She was a witch from... Dalry mm-hmm. in Ayrshire, which is the town. I need for you to say these in Scottish accents. I can't speak in any accent but this one. <laughs> oh, then we need to play that accent game where you read a phrase in an accent. I really can't. My mind goes blank when I play that game. I can't do accents. I just sound like a Kentuckian trying to do an accent. <laughs> it's going to be so good. So she was a witch from Dalry in Ayrshire, which is the town my wife was born in. And then he told more about her story, but as usual, I'm not going to read you that part because I'm about to tell you the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Paul, thank you for sending this in. Yeah, Paul. It's a really, you know, I love all the witch stories. As you guys know, they are some of my favorites. And we've learned about so many amazing women Mm -hmm. through these stories. Yeah. And And shout out to your wife for growing up in this town. Yeah. So the whole thing about like, they're still kind of formulaic, right? About these women. Like I was talking about this on the way to record you today. Mm -hmm. Because I was like, you know, it's interesting to me how so many of these women who we do episodes about, about witches, they're just natural healers. They, right. You know what I mean? And they just live outside the norm. and Beyond their time. And then a neighbor or somebody says they dance with the devil and ride naked on the And their name is Janet. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they've made all my cows go dry or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they die. This one is a little different, which is, I like it. Ooh. Okay, so... The Wikipedia entry starts off by calling her three different names. Oh. Bessie Dunlop, mm-hmm. Elizabeth Dunlop, or Elizabeth Jack. Oh. And then it says she lived in Lynn, 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 or Lynn, all spelled differently. It's like L-Y-N-N, L-Y-N-E, L-I-N, L-I-N-N. And I read that, and I was like, oh, they don't know how to say it or spell it either. Like, it feels like home. so good. It feels so good. That's good. I like you here. She's most commonly known as Bessie Dunlop, Mm -hmm. and it seems like the hamlet she lived in was most commonly spelled Lynn, L-Y-N-N. So we're going with that. Perfect. I like it. Bessie was the wife of Andrew Jack, a farmer in Lynn. Mm -hmm. And it seems like they had a small family farm based on accounts of her driving cattle, working with sheep, and going with her husband to collect animal feed. I feel all the witchy people were farmers. So yeah, a lot of these women... Did like they lived off the Farmers, land? Yeah, I get all kind of played into their, um, like openness to outside, like mm-hmm. natural medicine yes. and living outside the norm and things like yes. that. It's possible that her husband was the miller at one of the local mills. Okay, she was called the good wife, which is like all one word, good wife, which apparently is a title that is one step down from a laird. And if she was a miller's wife, that would explain why she had the title of good wife. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Never heard of it, but I get it. Okay. I want a title. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Janet. <laughs> yes. Okay. Queen of the witches. Perfect. <laughs> All right. So we're talking about the 1500s here. So a whole lot of these details are just deductions we make based on other people's accounts. Seriously. Rather than having a lot of direct records gotcha. about Bessie's life. So the reason we're talking about this farmer's wife who lived in the 1500s is because on November 8th, 1576, 
Bessie Dunlop appeared in the High Court of Edinburgh. Eden. Edinburgh. Eden. That's better. Accused of <laughs> sorcery, witchcraft, and incantation, with invocations of spirits <gasps> of the devil, continuing in familiarity with them at all such times as she thought expedient, dealing with charms, and jinxing the people with devilish craft of sorcery aforesaid. This was 13 years after Scotland had passed the Witchcraft Act, which made the practice of witchcraft and the consulting of witches capital offenses. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Bessie was what was known as a skeely wife. Mm, I know those guys. <laughs> Meaning one who relied on old superstitions, oh, uh, traditional folk medicine, and charms for helping both people and animals. She was a power. Yeah. She was a local healer and a midwife with a lot of knowledge about the medicinal properties of herbs and plants. So I'm pretty sure like every other witch story we've told here, this is a woman who was intelligent. Right. And she used natural healing methods to serve her community. Okay. People went to her when they needed help. Um, and based on her reputation, she must have been successful in, yeah. in healing and giving people advice and things right. like that. And isn't it also interesting? She was a midwife. Mm-hmm. And I feel like so many of these witches that we yeah. talk about were practicing midwives. Yeah. So back in those days, you know, as we've said before, you just weren't allowed to be different, especially if you're a woman. I mean, you're barely allowed to be different now, but at least it's a right. little bit better. Right. So being a woman. stoned to death. Right. Being a woman who like lives outside the norm. Back then it put you at risk, even if you weren't doing anything, doing anything to hurt anyone. Hmm. So Bessie got into trouble. Sweet little Bessie. Little Bessie. She got into trouble because a man named William Kyle had come to her because... His friend, Hugh Scott, had a cloak that was stolen. So he promised to be discreet about Bessie's involvement because, again, it's capital offense. Right. So before she's going to help him, she's like, I need you to, you know, she's got to make sure she's protected. Yeah. So he promised to be discreet about it. And then Bessie told William that the thief was a woman named Molly, Mally, M-A. It's Molly, but with an A. Hmm. Boyd. But that she had almost immediately made the cloak into a kirtle. <gasps> which I looked it up. It was not very exciting. It's just a garment worn by men and women in the Middle Ages. Yeah. It kind of looks like an apron, sort of. Yeah. And so because she had taken that cloak and turned it into something else, it's like they would never be able to get the cloak back, even if they know it was her that did it. Right. Ooh. So apparently William was angry because he wasn't able to recover the cloak for Mr. Scott. And he dealt with that anger by having Bessie arrested. Oh. And I don't know why it was her fault. But whatever. Jeez. William. Bessie was an acquaintance of James Blair, an influential member of the community. So because of that acquaintance with him, he was able to have her released. So she went to jail, but then she was released. Yeah. Still, that initial arrest set off a chain of events that ended with Bessie being arrested again. Oh, my gosh. And taken to Edinburgh, (laughs) where she was tortured by hanging her by her thumbs (gasps) holding her soles of her feet to fire and burning them until she wouldst confess. Thou wouldst confess. This is the whole thing that we've talked about before, where it's like, by the time you find yourself on trial for witchcraft, right, it's over. You're just, you're screwed. There's nothing you can do. Mm -mm. They've already formed that opinion of you. Who was the guy that you did? Giles Corey. Yeah. You know, he was very into the witches' trials as Mm -hmm. a form of entertainment. Yeah. Until he found himself on trial. It's like, you know what, guys? I don't think this is a thing anymore. Like, he even said his this, wife was worse because she was wrong. being hateful. Yeah. You know what? This seems unfair. Yeah, this I is don't. right. 
And yet he was literally stoned. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. If you guys haven't heard the Giles Perry episode. It's recent too. Kara. Yes, Megan. I have been seeing all over TikTok these hair straighteners. Ever since I got my hair cut, I still feel like I'm learning how to do my hair all mm-hmm. over again. Let me tell you, I have found one that works really well. It's um, from Tymo, uh-huh. T-Y-M-O. Yes. And it is the company for getting the best type of straightener for everything your hair could possibly need. It's all over social media right now with products from $59.99 to top of the line straighteners. Each of their products are built to last and have so many options for whatever your hair needs are. So Karen and I received a couple of the products. Oh we gosh. got a so straightener and a blow dryer. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the straightener because that's the one that I have used. It has a cordless design, which makes it so handy. Right. You traveled with it. Yes. So it's great for getting a good hair reset on the go because it's so portable and convenient. It's called the Porta. It has this 3D comb design, which is enhanced by cutting edge MCH anionic technology. So you brush it through your hair, it straightens as it goes, and it pushes against this ceramic plate that gives a frictionless glide that promises to curb frizz by 50%. And I've totally seen that because my hair gets frizzy and this just really smooths it out. I really loved it. Okay. So I got the air hype. I'm obsessed with it. I have just like naturally curly wavy hair. So it was a huge game changer for me. It dries your hair in half the normal time and it keeps your hair safe and shiny, which I noticed immediately. Mm -hmm. I didn't even need to straighten it afterwards. And usually I do because usually I have all those wild like curls left over. The wind power on this thing is intense. It's wild. Like I turned it up. I was like, let's play with these buttons. Okay. So it has three magnetic styling attachments. They're all amazing. You know how some blow dryers you get are like if you go to a hotel and there's a diffuser and you're like, oh my gosh, this is like tearing my hair to pieces and it's going to be so tangled. Not with this one. Nice. And it's magnetic. So it's great. So right now, you guys, our listeners can get 30% off their first order at timobeauty.com. T-Y-M-O beauty.com using the code WMM30. So that's just two M's. You guys know our codes usually have three. So just keep that in mind. So with so many great products to choose from, now's the time to upgrade your styling and curling kit. So go to tymobeauty.com and use the code WMM30 for 30% off your first purchase. Goodbye. Goodbye. Isn't it interesting when you read about the things they did to her, hanging her by her thumb? Hanging by her thumbs. Like I'm double-jointed and... Like, can pop that. Mm-mm. No, why? Like, where would it hang. be here? I'm trying to, like, hang myself on the edge of the desk with my thumbs. Or is it, do they tie something around you? You're just holding your... Oh, I hate that. Like, wouldn't that eventually, like, break and... You're yes, just, like... you would think so. Something would be very uncomfortable. And then, like, how tight is it? Because then that's going to cut off circulation. You're just going to lose your thumbs at some point. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So, and then holding her the soles of her feet to fire until she would confess when you read that it's like who's the evil one yeah in the name of destroying witches these people would do really awful things to other human beings and you just wonder how much self-awareness they had about that right it's really like Like do you understand like you're the bad guy here so anyway they stripped her searching for the devil's mark which is just a birthmark but Mm -hmm. they didn't find one and they tortured her until she confessed so she did confess right and how much of that is just because they made She's it. over it. Yeah. yeah. Because again, it's like you already know you're screwed. So why continue letting yourself be tortured? You're yeah. not going to get, I mean, once you're on trial, you're just, yeah, you're stuck. She told the court that she had been visited by the queen of the fairies. Had she? While she was giving birth, which sounds like a way better birth experience than I had. Yeah. I didn't get it visited by. No. No. I got a man with Arby's that made me puke. <laughs> Um, so Bessie, in the middle of giving birth, 
the queen of the fairies shows up, but she's disguised as an elderly woman. So it's not like Bessie knew it at the yeah. time. So she shows up and she's like, I see uh, like you're in the middle uh-huh. of something. Like you seem a little busy with your like gotta, literal labor. Yeah. Um, but I need stuff. a drink of water like right now. Uh-huh. Like I can't wait. And Bessie's like, this is just any random old lady showing up. I'm got a baby. Yeah. I'm just going to push it back and go get you some water. Oh my gosh. <laughs> just like run up. Like <laughs> Bessie was like, okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to go get her some water then because yeah. she asked for it because Bessie's a nice little person. Oh, so in return for her kindness, the queen promised Bessie a familiar <gasps> who would wait upon her. Oh, so shortly after Bessie met her familiar as she was walking down the road to where she kept her cows. He was a man named Thomas Reed. I totally expect it to be a an cow. animal. Yeah. But I for sure saw a cow. He was a man named Thomas Reed, a former barony officer who had died at the battle of mm. pinky cleave clock clock paul if you're listening i'm so please sorry. tell us what this <laughs> so is sorry. in the in 1547 he looked like a respectable old man with a gray beard a gray coat and pants white stockings guarded above the knee and a black bonnet on his head he carried a white wand in his hand he's he just Gandalf? makes me think of the white rabbit <laughs> or Gandalf. he's gandalf Oh, yours is way better. <laughs> um, the day Bessie met Tom, her most valuable cow had just died and her husband and child were sick. Tom told her that the child would die as well as two of the sheep, but her husband would recover and then he disappeared. Sadly, his predictions uh, turned out to be true. The next time Bessie saw Tom, he offered to give her more horses and cows if she would denounce Christianity. And Bessie refused. And Tom like got real upset about it. And then he disappeared. Hmm. Later, Bessie was visited again by Tom, along with eight women and four men. They were all dressed very, like, nicely. Hmm. And Tom told Bessie that these were the good whites, W-I-G-H-T-S, which is apparently just another word for, like, fairy or sprite. Oh. Of the fairy court. And they had come to invite Bessie to join them, leave the mortal world behind, come live with us, and join the fairy court. Oh. Bessie declined. Because she liked her life. Yeah. She liked her little life. And the members of the fairy court angrily departed in a, quote, hideous, ugly blast of wind. <laughs> There's like a, a gust. Of like wind. an ugly. It's got dirt and debris in it. Yeah. You look at wind sometimes. And you're like, oh, you're so ugly. <laughs> you're not Gale from <laughs> Frozen 2. <laughs> Gale? That's an ugly wind. <clears throat> pretty wind, though. Look at that pretty look wind. Look at that. Look at so, that. listen. Wind is not. It's not ugly. Ugly. No. But apparently this one was. It was hideous. So gross. Disgusting. Like you see that wind. Bugs in it. Mm. That worm farmer lost all his worms to that. Are you making fun of farmers? (laughs) Are you making fun of farmers? Are you telling me? (laughs) There's farmers out there. That you done made fun of? Um, Uh Uh-huh. So they departed in a nasty gas. Gross, disgusting wind. Ghastly wind. (laughs) And they left Bessie lying sick on the ground. Oh, God. All of a sudden, she's sick? Well, it was that nasty wind. Oh, it got all up in her lungs. Tom begged her to join him on the fairy court. And Bessie was like, no, I don't want to leave my life I've got here. Uh Uh-oh. So he left. Oh, Tom. According to Bessie's confession, Tom is the one who trained her to make and use ointments and tinctures to heal people and animals. He would tell her the locations of lost and or stolen items, and he mm. also gave her some green lace 
that she could wrap around the left arm of any woman in labor and it would give them pain relief and guarantee an easier delivery. What? I know. Where is that? Who we get some of that? Who did she pass that down to? <laughs> so, where are these yeah, where is this green lace? Yeah, what? So some people think now that Thomas Reed was actually a human being. Okay. Like a real person, not a ghost. Okay. They think he was a Catholic priest in hiding due to the new Protestant regime at the time. So the way he talked to her and some of the language he used seemed priest-like. Oh. And he had expressed an opinion that the Reformation was not good. The Reformation was a religious reform movement that swept through Europe in the 1500s. Mm-hmm. And it resulted in the creation of a branch of Christianity called Protestantism. Protestantism. Why is that a hard word to say? You know, before this, the Catholic Church had all the power. And then suddenly the Reformation happened and it took away some of the power of the Catholic Church. So it might explain why he felt the need to go in hiding. Hmm. The scene of their first meeting that Bessie described was a former property of the abbots of Kilwinning Abbey, which may have been a place he knew of and felt comfortable hiding if he was a Catholic priest. In addition to all of that, according to Bessie's confessions, Thomas was able to physically hold objects and tug on her apron. Like, I guess when he was begging her to go Mm -hmm. with him, he kind of tugged on her apron, um, which doesn't seem like ghostly behavior. And she had also witnessed him walking down the street in Edinburgh during the day, just like a regular mortal. For what it's worth, Thomas Reed's death at the Battle of Pinky is unconfirmed. Oh, okay. So we don't know. Right. What that was. Yeah. So she knew Tom for about four years before she found herself in court accused of witchcraft. People from all over consulted Betty. Mm-mm. Bessie. Mm-hmm. Betty's not Betty's. white. <laughs> she may be. People from all over consult Betty White when they need. Something. I would. I would, too. She knows everything. She does. Um, and, but also in relation to this story that we're talking about right now, mm-hmm, Bessie, people from all over consulted Bessie when they needed help, whether it was due to sickness or needing to know the whereabouts of something that had been stolen. She does not seem to have benefited financially from the help that she gave people. Okay. Although gifts of food are noted, such as mm-hmm. a peck of meal and some cheese. So that's what they would pay her with food. Okay. Well, that's what if people anything. pay fairies with. Yeah. So she became well-known for her good deeds and was never accused of any kind of witchcraft that harmed anyone. Okay. That's the difference in Bessie's story. She wasn't turned in for witchcraft because she'd heard somebody. No one actually had anything bad to say about her. Right. Um, no one came to her defense either. They were all too afraid of what might happen to them if they did. Because remember, that Witchcraft Act made it a capital offense to even consult with witches. Oh. Regardless, the response to Bessie's confession was all either neutral or positive. Mm -hmm. Before she was arrested, Bessie had asked Tom if anything would happen to her because of her association with him. And he told her that she would be accused of witchcraft, but he said that her neighbors would speak well of her and no evil would come to her. Of course, he was wrong about that. Oh, no. Bessie had various clients from the aristocracy and merchant class, none of whom came to her assistance at her trial. But again... You're going to get If they did, they would have been in trouble, too. So even though the court continued to torture Bessie, Mm. um, her story never changed. There was no mention of packs with the devil, dancing in churches, cattle charming, (laughs) or any of the other trademarks found in the confessions of witches back in the day. Okay. Still, even though Bessie had done only good deeds for her community and never harmed anyone, she was found guilty of witchcraft and sentenced to be strangled and then burned at the stake. Her admission to the use of a familiar spirit 
and her association with the fairies were the main cause of her conviction and her death sentence. Bessie Dunlop was one of 4,000 people in Scotland to be formally accused of witchcraft between the 16th and 18th centuries. It's estimated that over 1,500 people had been executed in Scotland by the time the Scottish Witchcraft Act of 1563 was repealed in 1736. Oh, my gosh. Like a hundred and... Mm. <laughs> wow. 70. 170 years. Right? <laughs> Math. God, I love... I love math. Yeah. Because it would... 30s. The last part of Paul's email said this. As an aside, during last summer, the local area set up a fairy trail in the area that Bessie used to live. And on the trail, there was a bench dedicated to Bessie Dunlop. Also in Dalry, there is a street named after her that is now the site of the old primary school that is used to house the elderly. Thought that the story might interest you as there is almost a rehabilitation of a local witch and that she wasn't accused of doing bad things to people. Um, and you're correct. Yes. Um. Yeah. I mean, I guess like as I read the story, I kept expecting for it to be like, and so mm-hmm. she went on with her life and lived yeah. to be an old lady right. and continued helping people. And so the fact that even when she was sentenced, I thought, yeah, but they won't kill her. Right. <laughs> She was good. She was a good lady. And everybody universally agreed. Like, nobody said anything bad about her. She was not using her powers for evil. Yeah. She was uh, helping If y'all go home for the holidays to your wife's family's place, I'm going to need some pictures to be sent to us (laughs) of this this scene here. I just can't. I just just hate it. (laughs) I know. All she was doing, really, is performing natural medicine. I think the problem is that she mentioned Tom. And so the idea that Tom might have actually just been a regular human being mm-hmm. is like whoa yeah because <laughs> the thing is um when she met tom he's the one that told her the fairy queen visit because mm-hmm. whenever she was visited by the elderly lady um she didn't know it was the queen of right. fairies even after it was over she mm-hmm. learned that from tom i mean which could have been like a, a nun a priest could have been anything it. yeah or even in conversation, she could have mentioned the lady and he's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, that was the queen of the fair. Like, who knows? Yeah. So it is really it is really something to think that like. Or they were studying natural medicine, too, and they had noticed her and they were like, we want her on our side. We're going to send you first to see if she's actually like worthy of this position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just hate it because if he wasn't a familiar, if he wasn't a spirit and he was just a person, then that removes that part of it as mm-hmm. far as why they found her guilty. And yeah. All she was doing was helping people. She's all just she was being doing. a cool lady. She seemed like a good person. Dang it. Yeah. So mm. anyway, thank you for sending that in. Yes, we if, love it so much. If any of you have any stories you would like to send us, you can send them to us at witchesmagicmurdermystery at gmail.com. Yep. You can hit us up on our Facebook page, uh, the Witches Magic Murder and Mystery Podcast Discussion Group. Mm-hmm. Uh, or our Instagram has a link to pretty much anything and everything you can yes. find on us. And if you can look in the show notes of this episode, wherever you're listening to podcasts, Mm -hmm. it will have all the links to everything in there that you want to find. Yeah. So thank you all so much for listening. Love you all so much. Goodbye. Goodbye.